Welcome to the Boss Level. My name is Enigma. I am your evil supervillain and host. I am also a 15-year video game industry veteran. I am a lifelong gamer. I am a game console collector and a part-time streamer. Hope you have had a wonderful Christmas holiday week. I know uh, if you celebrated or not, it's, it makes no difference to me. I hope uh, you, you were safe, you were warm, you were happy, everything is going okay for you. Uh, I'm you don't celebrate, that's also perfectly fine. You probably still had the day off. So I definitely hope you are doing well and taking care of yourself. As we uh, rush into the new year, uh, New Year's is, tends to be my least favorite holiday for a very good reason, just because of uh, my age. I'm kind of an old man. Uh, I My birthday is January 1st, so uh, I will be releasing this on my birthday, New Year's Day. So... Uh, for the new year, a lot of folks call it amateur hour. Make sure you take care of yourself. You're safe. If you are out and about and, uh, you know, definitely be safe. You never can tell who's on the roads. And if you are partaking in a little bit of the, uh, grandpa's cough medicine, hope you definitely will, uh, you know, take care of yourself and get yourself a ride. Uh, you know, DD, something like that. Please, please take care of yourself. This world is a very lovely place and it's even better when you are in it. So please be safe. Please take care of yourself and please take care of your loved ones as well. All right. So, uh, Christmas here was fine. Uh, we were supposed to go visit my parents for Christmas, but unfortunately they both came down with COVID-19. So, uh, while I am still, uh, you know, have natural immunity from, uh, from having it myself back in October, uh, my girlfriend, she's had it, but she does, uh, no longer has, uh, you know, she, her, she had it a year before I did. So unfortunately, well, they weren't up to feeling up to hosting and we decided to go ahead and stay home. So we're going to do Christmas with my parents probably here in a week or two. Uh, as soon as we are able to, to get around to it and they start to feel better, we'll, we'll see what we can do. But otherwise, we stayed at home. We made a Christmas ham. We stayed at home and didn't do a whole lot. Uh, this past week, I had to work a couple of days. As we as my job, we were running urine inventory. But now I am off and I will not have to go back into work until early next year. So I uh, figured I'd go ahead and get my podcast done and uh, get that taken care of so we can get it in the can and get it ready. But before we get into what I wanted to talk about today, we have a couple of subjects. I wanted to go ahead and uh, get the good housekeeping out of the way. As I said at the top of the show, I am a part-time streamer. You can find me at Evil Enigma on Twitch. You can find me at Evil Enigma on Twitter as well. That's E-V-I-L-E-N-Y-G-M-A. That is, uh, Twitter is where I'm most active. You'll see me there the week, uh, during the week posting uh, funny memes, trying to make people smile, trying to make people laugh. Uh, while I joke around and say I'm an evil supervillain, the truth of the matter is, is if I can make one person smile per day, uh, I feel like I've done something good. You know, not enough uh, positivity out there. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of negativity. You'll find a lot of people who want to be negative. But uh, regardless of how I have felt in the last year, and and believe me, there it's been some ups and downs. I have still do, do what I can to make sure that I am uh, positive and upbeat and able to uh, make people smile and laugh. Okay, so so give me a follow on Twitter. You can interact with me there. Ask me questions about the podcast. Ask me questions about my streams. Feel free to do so. I do not mind that whatsoever. I do. Uh, Welcome it. In fact, I do. I do enjoy interacting with people and talking with people on the Twitter machines, as they say. They still call it that. I know it's X now or whatever. Uh, as far as my streaming schedule goes, I stream on Friday nights and Sunday mornings. Now I live outside of Chicago, so these times are going to be Central Standard Time. Friday nights, I, I stream between nine to nine thirty. I get on, and then uh, whenever my girlfriend goes to bed, and then I'm usually doing two or three hour block, or I'm sorry, three or four hour blocks. 
So at midnight, one o'clock, whenever we get done. And then on Sunday, I will do 9 a.m. to noon. That's, remember, that's Central Standard Time as I live outside of Chicago. On Friday nights, I am playing Borderlands 3 with my friend Alex Knightley. Uh, past couple of weeks, she's had some prior engagements, and my TV was on the fritz, so we haven't been able to play for a couple of weeks. But we're going to pick back up, and, and uh, you know, as I'm recording this on Friday, we're planning on doing it tonight. So... Uh, next week when this this drops, we, as far as I know, we're still going to do Friday night. We're going to play play uh, Borderlands three, and then on Sunday morning I will play Batman Arkham Asylum. We are getting close to the cleanup time of Batman Arkham Asylum, if you know what I mean. Uh, you get to the point after you beat Ivy where you go around the island and collect all the Riddler stuff you've been unable to get until you've got all your gear and that's where we're almost there we're about to go fight ivy and then after that we'll start some cleanup and of course then after that we beat uh, beat joker uh, next game i plan on doing on uh, the sunday mornings is going to be batman arkham city we're going to go right into batman arkham city and play some of that that's probably the stronger of the trilogy quite frankly is i have a lot of fun playing those games but that is that's definitely the plan right now as we go into 2024, I know there's a bunch of games coming out in the first half of the year I, I want to play, but as we uh, get going and and start this started, I'm playing games that I really like and games that mean something to me. I haven't played Batman in a while, so that's why I'm doing Batman right now. So feel free to join me. Remember, I'm at Evil Enigma on Twitch and Twitter. Uh, I'm also at Evil Enigma on Kick, and as soon as I uh, am able to get it to where I can stream li- live stream on uh, Kick and maybe even my YouTube channel, I will uh, see about doing uh, some simulcasts on all of those because I know Twitch now allows you to simulcast as you uh, as you're going as you were uh, recording so they're th- that's a good thing Twitch has done I know last week I kind of buried them a little bit but at least now they are backing off of the ability to, to live stream at the same time on other platforms competing platforms because I know that their their creators their smaller creators need help quite frankly and and uh, I'm one of them so uh, as soon as I'm able to get that up, we'll, well, I will definitely announce that. But follow me on Twitter for certain because that's where I make my announcements as to when I'm streaming, what I'm streaming, who I'm streaming with, if I'm streaming with anybody, and all that good stuff, okay? And, of course, that being said, I'm also a content creator for the Kindred Knights. Please go over to kindrednations.com, pull out that uh, E at the end of Kindred, and put in the number three because that's the way you kids spell things these days, and check out our line of hot sauces and apparel and gym supplements over there at kindrednations.com i'm a big fan of their hot sauces i've yet to have one that i did not like and uh when you if you find anything you do like be sure to use my code enigma e-n-y-g-m-a you'll get 10 percent off your order all right so please go check them out i would appreciate that because you never you know a little every little bit helps every little bit helps and and uh as a smaller creator i definitely need some help okay i definitely need some help So uh, thanks for listening to my good housekeeping. I do appreciate that as we get into today's topics. I have two topics I want to talk about. We are going to go ahead and talk about the first topic now, which is the insomniac leaks. Okay, for those who don't know what's been going on, insomniac is a uh, PlayStation-owned developer. They're what I call a second party. Uh, They uh, are make a lot of good stuff for the PlayStation. They're, you know, the writing is not that great, but they make fun games. They've done Ratchet & Clank. They've done Spider-Man. They've done some games that uh, definitely uh, are, are popular. They make popular first-party games for the PlayStation. They are owned by Sony. Uh, they had a leak. They had a hack that uh, there was a a uh, some hackers who, who hacked into their servers, stole like... Oh, almost a ter- over a ter- uh, terabyte and a half of information from uh, Insomniac and held a ransom, and uh, 
Insomniac told him to pound sand, so they released it. And we learned a lot of things uh, about what's going on in the uh, wonderful land of Sony and Insomniac. Unfortunately, and uh, on top of everything, if you do go look at the leaks, I'm not going to cover exactly what was covered. I'll tell you what was covered, but I'm not going to spoil anything in case you're one of those folks that uh, you know doesn't want to be spoiled by storyline stuff and, and things like that. And believe me, I completely uh, respect and understand that. I'm very much the same way. When I when I uh, am playing a game, I don't want to know anything. You know, when I played Final Fantasy 16, I didn't want to know anything. I didn't look anything up. I wanted to be completely surprised. In the case of this, though, that uh, Insomniac, with Insomniac, is a lot of their employees, their personal data was leaked, and that's unfortunate, and that's horrible, and that's bad. Uh, no one deserves to have their personal information leaked online like that. It's one thing if someone actually, you know puts their stuff online, but it's another thing if it ends up being something that's um, hacked and, and uh, leaked to, to everybody. I don't think that's right, especially with the way we have today where, where uh, you're, there, there are people who are kind of a little nuts out there and they kind of can take things a little too far. And if they pick someone or whatever, you know, that they can harass, that's not a good thing. So I'm not in favor of that for certain. That all being said, the game leaks were very interesting. We learned a lot about uh, freaking uh, Wolverine, which was very interesting. Uh, they're planning on releasing that in 2026, apparently. We have the voice cast. We have concept art. We have all sorts of stuff uh, to, to uh, look at with, with the Wolverine game that's coming out. Uh, we also learned that apparently PlayStation has signed an exclusive contract to make X-Men games until 2023 with uh, Disney slash Marvel, which is interesting. Uh, that would go a long way as far as uh, Microsoft getting the rights to Blade. As we saw, Blade was uh, shown at the Game Awards a couple weeks ago that uh, they're making a Blade game probably exclusively for the Xbox. It hasn't been confirmed that it's only for Xbox, but since it's Bethesda doing it, we can only assume that's what it is. And I remember saying at the time, well, maybe this is because of Spider-Man, and it looks like it's more because of X-Men, quite frankly. But that's, uh, to be fair, that's actually probably pretty good news that Disney and Sony are talking, because those of us who are uh, fans of Spider-Man being in the MCU means that maybe this stuff is uh, working to get some more, you know, keep Spider-Man in the MCU. That's, that's not a bad thing. So uh, that's an interesting thing to think about. Uh, apparently, they're also working on a Venom game. They're working on another Ratchet and Clank. Not surprising. We also see some the Spider-Man DLC, and then they're apparently working on an X-Men game. It's supposed to come out in 2030. So there, that's the leaks that are there. And, and I'm just kind of paraphrasing here. Uh, you can go look at it if you want to. I have I have no issue with people doing that. I just don't want to say, oh look what's going to happen in Wolverine, and then have uh, uh, people get say, oh you spoiled it, Enigma. I didn't. I was really hoping to play that. So so I'm not going to spoil anything, but I am covering the leaks here. And uh, I wanted to take it a bit further because I have been very hard and will continue to be hard on the state of gaming journalism in 2023. Uh, it's been going downhill rapidly for a very long time, very long time. And uh, this year it's been a big, complete, a, a big culmination of L after L after L for gaming journalism. It started early on with the the failed boycott of Hogwarts Legacy, and uh, now we have it where a prominent gaming journalist, unfortunately, 
apparently decided he's not going to cover the Insomniac leaks uh, because it's not right to cover leaks, even though he could not get out of his own way to cover the Rockstar leaks last month. Like He was very much in favor of covering the Grand Theft Auto 6 leaks. He was very, very happy to do that. But as it turns out, his loyalty is apparently for sale because... Uh, Insomniac put him in frickin' Spider-Man 2. So let that sink in, that when you have a gaming journalist who's supposed to be your voice, who's supposed to be the voice of the people, supposed to be the voice of the masses, and you find out that he is not the voice of the masses, he is the voice of Insomniac. He has refused to cover the Insomniac leaks because he has close ties to Insomniac. Now, I'm not saying that it's wrong for him to have friends in Insomniac. It's not wrong at all. In fact, a lot of the people who work for these companies come straight from gaming journalism. Uh, there was a young lady who worked on uh, who worked for IGN for a while, and uh, she was one of the video uh, ladies. She was on the you know did a lot of videos for them, and come to find out, she helped write God of War Ragnarok. After she left IGN, she went and worked at, at Sony, uh, Santa Monica Studio and, and worked on God of War, God of War Ragnarok. Um, yeah, so go figure on, on that. I mean, that's, that's how it works. That being said, the state of gaming journalism, that's, that's perfectly sums up it, that his refusal to cover, to even cover the leak, tells me that his friendships that he has within Insomniac are more important than his job. His, that, his, that he is much more worried about protecting his source, you know, protecting his, his access, than he is about covering the news that's going on. Uh, for instance, the X-Men thing with, with uh, Sony being exclusive to uh, PlayStation for next 10 years. That's interesting. That's news. That's something we didn't know. And that's that's really something that probably we should have heard about. But his refusal to, to cover it tells me that he is much more interested in covering, you know, for, for uh, he covers for Insomniac, but he won't cover for anybody else because of his close ties. And the, as I said, with the state of gaming journalism, they're not your voice anymore. They are not your voice. They do not speak for you. They are not the voice of the masses. They are the voice of the access. They want to have their access. They need to protect their access. Now, now that being said, I completely understand that if a company such as Nintendo decides to blacklist a certain gaming blog because that gaming blog posts uh, uh, how-to pirate things onto a Nintendo Switch, so they're teaching on their blog how to pirate things on on one of the, the consoles, I can see why Nintendo might blacklist those guys. I, I, I really can see that. Uh, that being said, it, you know some of these companies do have too thin of a skin. I'm not sticking up for game developers or publishers here. I am not. Uh, I can tell you that uh, I've, I've heard before there are many publishers out there that if you give one of their games a bad review that they put you on a list and you won't get access to the next games. And I think that's also wrong. I, you know, I. It's one thing to teach a company to teach someone how to how to pirate things. It's another thing just to just say, hey, that last game that you uh, made sucked, and uh, you need to do better next time. You know, that's that's one thing. But uh, but that being said, the gaming journalists out there, the ones who are uh, supposed to be speaking for you, are actually speaking for the companies. They, it's it's a complete role reversal of what the uh, uh, 
what, what the press is supposed to be. The press is supposed to be the voice of the people. That's the whole point of the press. And it's not exclusive to just video games either. The same thing has happened in movies. I have uh, seen a, a, a video, you know, like a podcast, of a video cast, where a guy who is a movie critic said, look, I've had to give bad movies a good review to, so I can play ball with the studios. So... Don't be. They're all. They're all doing that now. They're all covering for each other. They're covering for the access. They need to have the access. They're not speaking for you. They are not. They are not speaking for you at all. They are speaking for the access. They're speak. They have to keep that. They need to get all the cool stuff. They need to get invited to the parties. They need to make sure they get the free games. You know, I've seen it before where there are people who are no longer video game journalists who have moved on to do other things. Not mentioning any names who still get freebies, who still get things. I've seen them post pictures of stuff that are no longer in video games. They get free PlayStations and they get free Nintendo consoles and games and things like that. So uh, getting on that list, getting on that, that, that preferred list is, is something that is very sought after by a lot of the journalists out there. And, and sadly, it is not, uh, uh, it, it's not good for the industry. It's not good for, for what it needs to be. Because if you have nothing but positivity coming on one side, like, you know, if, if they're not speaking for us and they're speaking for the companies, well, what then what are they doing? They're just basically trying to shill to you the same way the companies do. And unfortunately, that's uh, that's destructive to the, to the medium, quite frankly, in my opinion. Because we don't have, there needs to be checks and balances there. There needs to be repercussions for making a, a crappy game. And unfortunately, that's not how it's working right now. And, and believe me, I get it. Uh, you know, especially with AAA gaming, uh, the AAA games are really in a bind because here we are as consumers saying, "Hey, we want something new. We need some. We need some new stuff." And because the the hardware is so cutting edge now, because PCs and the and the game consoles are so huge and so massive. As far as uh, of content uh, power goes, the content has to keep up with it. So games like God of War and 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 uh, even Starfield and things like that, they take a lot of computing power. They take a lot of people to work on it, and um, they need to sell a lot of copies to make back the money they spend on making those things. So I, I get it on both sides, I really do. But it needs to be go back to what it was, where the the press is supposed to be the voice of the people. If the press is the voice of the, the corporations, then there's it's lost. There's nothing we can really do about that. So, uh, And I didn't mention any names as the person who is the insomniac uh, uh, shill, is the best way to put it. You know who it is. If you're in, in the know, you already know who I'm talking about. But uh, it, and I've never met him, so I, I don't know if he's a nice guy or not. Quite frankly, I've I've heard uh, through the grapevine that he is not. But that's that's neither here nor there. I, I can't honestly say that uh, through first, you know, for, I, I prefer to say through first party experience, my from what I've experienced myself. That's when I t- say, hey, I met Reggie Fees and May once. He was a nice guy. He really was. He was tipsy when I met him. But he was a nice guy, you know that that kind of stuff. I, I have met Reggie Fizeme. I have met Jeff Keeley, uh, and but do they remember me? Probably not. I mean, I'm just John Q. Public here myself. I'm not that important, but uh, I remember meeting them. 
So go figure on that. Anyway, so uh, that's the first thing I wanted to talk about. And that's going to lead into our next subject, which is I wanted to do Game of the Year. Because I haven't done a Game of the Year this year yet, or for 2023. I did Game of the Year last year, 2022. My Game of the Year was Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. Because it was the game that I played uh, over and over again, more than anything else. And even more than you know God of War and these other games. I thought last year was pretty mediocre with games. This year is a little better. There's been not as far as... Uh, uh, really, really awesome stuff goes, but uh, just there's there's more out there that I can actually talk about. I think so. Uh, there are some games I wanted to talk about that are nominate that I'm nominating for my own game of the year uh, that have not won, that will not win. But uh, I just wanted to, to mention them because they do need to be mentioned, quite frankly. And since we were just talking about Insomniac, I'll go ahead and say that Spider-Man Two is nominated for best game. Uh, unfortunately, it did not win. Uh, I did. Uh, I streamed it. I liked it. It uh, plays good. Insomniac makes good games that that, that play good. That's that's definitely not. Uh, I, I don't. I'm not bashing the way that they make their games. Uh, now, I didn't like the writing in the game. I dang sure didn't like the way the game ended, so to speak. And there were some stuff towards the end with graphically that look, didn't look all that great either. No spoilers, but uh, you'll know when you get there, like, oh, that doesn't look that good. So, um, overall, uh, it's nominated. I, I do think it deserves some recognition because it is, it is a fun game. I like to, I, you know, it's a spiritual successor to the Batman games. As I said, I'm uh, playing Batman right now on my stream. And uh, it, you can tell that the same thing. But like I said, uh, said many times, Batman controls like a tank, and Spider-Man, bo- Spider-Men, both of them control like a Ferrari for the most part. So, uh do I do enjoy uh, playing it, but it was only nominated. It did not win this year. Same thing for Star Wars uh, Jedi Survivor. Uh, Jedi Survivors, it's it's good game. It is a, it is a good game. I liked playing it. I enjoyed it. Uh, the story was so forgettable, though. It's that's the thing is it was just a very forgettable game, and I I almost forgot that it came out this year. That's that's the odd thing about it, and I didn't realize it until I was uh, rearranging my entertainment center because uh, my I have a new TV. I had to get a new TV, as I've uh, talked about on the couple pod you know, last podcast about my my new television, and uh, I, the games that I've been playing I keep on a stack on my entertainment center so I can swap them out easily in my PlayStation. And I picked up the copy of Star Wars. I went, oh my god, I forgot this actually came out this year. So, uh, quite frankly, it's not a bad game. It's it's not bad at all. It's it's just kind of forgettable. And and once you play it, you'll be done with it, and you're just like, ah, okay. I mean, it's it's there. Uh, it was a good game though. I did uh, really enjoy playing it. Quite good, quite good. Uh, next game. Let's go ahead and talk about Final Fantasy 16. Now I. Have there, I am an old school Final Fantasy fan. I've talked about it before. My favorite game of all time is Final Fantasy VI. I uh, will definitely uh, shout from the rooftops how much I, I love old school Final Fantasy. That being said, uh, you'll also find that I am exceedingly hard on more recent entries. Uh, anything, you know, 13 was 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 garbage. 13 is my, my least favorite of, out of all the Final Fantasies. Uh, I really didn't like, uh, you know, 15 was okay. Uh, you know, 14 was good for the online. I don't count the online ones as really final fantasy games, but it was, it was good. Uh, you know, 12, I liked, but not because of, for any, any real reason that I like final fantasy. They've just, it's just been, 
it's been a, a steady decline for the Final Fantasy series. It has. And 15, uh, for all the hype there was behind that, and believe me, there was a lot of hype behind 15. That's what, what made 16 coming out like it did so odd because uh, 15 was in development for over a decade for the most part. It was supposed to be uh, a 13 spinoff, and it ended up being... Uh, its own thing, which is fine, uh, but it, it was a mainly kind of forgettable game. It was not all that great. Uh, while it felt like it was open, it was open world. While it felt like there was a lot you could do, there really wasn't. Uh, but overall, I just I found it kind of boring. I did. It was just kind of meh, you know, as far as anything goes. I, it's not the worst game I ever played of the Final Fantasy series, but it's dang sure not anywhere close to the top. Uh, Final Fantasy 16, on the other hand. Came out exclusively for the PlayStation. We saw that they were releasing it exclusively for PlayStation 5. I was shocked that it came out when it did because Square Enix is very famous for uh, announcing a game and then it not seeing the light of day for another 10 years. Uh, dead serious about that, quite frankly. They, they do that all the time. And I think that's something in gaming that really needs to stop. You know, I, I really think we need to stop it with the uh, announcing a game five, six, seven years before it's ready to ship. I'm okay with them doing it if it's going to come out within the next year or so, maybe even two years max. But this whole thing about, uh, you know, when, when they announced Elder Scrolls Six, for instance, guys, we weren't, we're not going to see Elder Scrolls Six for another two or three years. At least that's the way I understand it. Uh, Wolverine, we have found out Wolverine's coming out in 2026. That's what they're planning on bringing it out. So when they announced Wolverine two years ago, it's not coming out for another two years now, so we're we're looking at four years. You know, they announce a game and then they come out until four years after. It's 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 insane. I don't I don't really like that. It's it's I know they're trying to build up hype and trying to build up good you know good press, but at the same time, it's like come on guys, seriously. But um, I did like Final Fantasy 16. Uh, I didn't care for the main character's design, quite frankly, and I complained about that. Uh, I did complain that uh, it looked very much like any other. Uh, fantasy role-playing adventure game that was being released uh, has been released over the last two or three years, and it does. Uh, that being said, I was pleasantly surprised with what I played. I went into it expecting it to be a meh game because that's the way Final Fantasy has been lately, very mid, very meh, and it was pleasant. It was good. I liked playing it. It was fun. I really enjoyed uh, the way the game played. I, I enjoyed the story. I was a little difficult to follow at first, but uh, once I, I realized what was going on, I, I really got into it. The summon battles were cool. You know, Basically, they were kaiju battles, what they were. Uh, the spell effects were nice. I, I liked the way the game progressed as far as the open worldness goes. I know there's people who say that there's, oh, it's so much a hallway. It's really not. Uh, you do have side quests you can do and things like that. Now, uh, to, to level a complaint at the game, it is that there's not enough to do outside of the main quest. There's little things here and there you can do that are side quests, but they all are little fetch quests and things like that. And there's not enough of them. That's that's the thing about Final Fantasy is, is usually you need to spend a good portion of the game running around and looking for stuff that has nothing to do with the main story. And in this case, it was mostly main story. I'm really not enough to do outside of that uh, voice acting was fine uh, I, I really enjoyed like Sid's voice actor was uh, amazing he was really good uh, and, it, it, and it was a fun game I like I said I was pleasantly surprised but it's only being uh, it's probably my, my runner-up for game of the year is what I would say I, I am not prepared to say it's game of the year I would just say that it's it it deserves 
to be a runner-up because I really did in, enjoy that game uh, quite a bit. I played I played it for like a month or so. It was great. Now that we're done with the honorable mentions, though, let's go ahead and cover uh, some games that have been nominated for other uh, games of the year that I did not consider. And there's a 800-pound gorilla in the room called Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom. I did not nominate that game because, quite frankly, I didn't like it. I mean, that's just what I can flat out tell you. I didn't like Breath of the Wild, and uh, I didn't like Tears of the Kingdom. So I know there's a lot of people who like it. You guys are welcome to like it. I'm not telling you that you're not allowed to like it. I'm just telling you, didn't like it. Not my thing. Love open world games. Don't love the way Nintendo is making them with Zelda. I hope they go in a completely different direction for the next Zelda game. I hope they do. I don't mind the open worldness, but they really need to do something about uh, uh, weather effects and, and breakable weapons and all that happy horse crap. They made it worse in Tears of the Kingdom, so I really, really didn't like that. Um, I did not, the Resident Evil 4 remake, I did not, uh, uh, nominate because it's a, re, it's a remake of a pre-existing game and it didn't change enough from Resident Evil 4, the original one, to really make a difference to me, quite honestly. Uh, it's just my opinion. I know, again, it's just my opinion. These are, these are simply my opinions. If it's your game of the year, that's very cool. I have no problem with that. But I uh, did not nominate it. And the last one I didn't nominate was Starfield. And golly, how can I say this? Because I don't hate Starfield. I really don't. But it can be pretty boring. Uh, it, it, there, it, what did I read? That there are mods who have decided to stop modding for the game because it's, it's just boring. Uh, Starfield needs some help. And uh, I, I think these space exploration games, guys, and I really mean this, they bring them out, and I think they have all this big promise of exploring the galaxy and doing all this stuff. And it's called, we used to call it your eyes are bigger than your stomach. You're, you're, you're biting off more than you can chew. And that is exactly what I think happened with with this game, and honestly what happened with uh, the other one, that I, No Man's Sky, that one. You, you, you have to have something driving you to do stuff, and the overall plot line of Starfield is just not that strong. It's, it's just not... Uh, I don't hate the game. I, I still play it, but it's just not great. It's just not a great game, and it does not deserve to be nominated for a game of the year. Uh, I also didn't do- nominate Diablo 4. I did not, and for the very same reason. I think it's boring. I think the main plot line, the, the way that the game is, is, is kind of boring. Uh, again, I enjoy it. I still play it. I still enjoy playing the game, but it's not as good. When, I, when it was first coming out, I was like, yeah, that's right, Diablo 4, here we go. But I really liked... You know, Diablo three I liked better, and that's saying something, quite frankly. So uh, that, that's just that's just my opinion on those games. So if I didn't nominate the games like that that you really wanted to see, uh, I apologize, but uh, they are definitely uh, not my thing. So that being said, drum roll for my game of the year. Da 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 da. Here we go. My game of the year for two thousand and twenty three is Hogwarts Legacy. Uh, Hogwarts Legacy is my game of the year because it's the only game this year I enjoyed from start to finish and uh, really, really loved the world. I loved the the way the game played. I, I loved... I, I'm, I'm hard-pressed to find something I really didn't like about the game. And I'm shocked that there's no DLC available for it yet. <laughs> I really am. Like I was like, where's the DLC for Hogwarts? It's not there is none. There should be DLC for it. Uh, 
and I know there's a big controversy out there about J.K. Rowling and all that, and and I have no dog in that fight. I'm not telling you either way that I don't agree with everything that, that she says. I uh, that's that's just how it is to how how it is how I feel about it. But that doesn't necessarily mean that I think her work and the world she created is bad or evil, and uh, it's not. If you are a fan of the Wizarding World, if you have grown up watching the movies or reading the books of Harry Potter and uh, you have not played Hogwarts, you are cheating yourself out of a really good time. Like It is so much a nostalgia trip. It's almost too much of a nostalgia trip, to be honest with you, because you're running through the school finding things that uh, are straight out of the books and straight out of the movies, and you're just like, oh my god, look at that, oh, it's this, oh, it's that location, look at that, oh my god, look at this. It's just a really well done, open world uh, game, and you really cannot do much uh, better than they did with the source material that they had, quite frankly. It is a wonderfully made game. Uh, I loved it, I just, I did, I loved it, I loved playing it from beginning to end, and I streamed it, and people were were like, you're really into this, it's like, it's, because it's good, look at this, it's so good, and it really, really is, and uh, I know they just released it on Switch, I don't know how it performs on Switch, I'm assuming it performs not as well as it does on the Xbox or the PlayStation, Uh, but it's, uh, it's a great game, and it is my 2023 game of the year, Uh, just, Really, really well done game from from start to finish. I really, really enjoyed it. I, I hate to say it like this because I know a lot of the gaming journalists were trying to get people to boycott this game and they found out they have no power. Uh, but the truth of the matter is is that it's the top-selling game of 2023 uh, by far, which is shocking, but it did. And then uh, on top of all that, they're going to do sequels. That's just plain and simple. Sequels are going to happen. And uh, we're just going to have to wait and see what they're going to come up with because uh, very, very well done game. I really enjoyed the uh, the Harry Potter uh, game. Uh, I mean, the, the, the Hogwarts Legacy game. I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. So that's my 2023 game of the year. As we look ahead to 2024, though, I know there's some good stuff coming out. And uh, Josh, we're going to have a new console. Uh, Nintendo is going to show off their new console. I hope... Uh, that they do what they did with the Switch, which is they announced the Switch, I believe, like in late January, early February, if I'm not mistaken. And then they released it in March. I would love to see them do that again. Just simply because we have to get the early adopters placated. That That is the most important thing, is to take care of your early adopters, take care of your diehards. Nintendo is going to release a new console, and you're going to have... Nintendo fans line up on the day the game console comes out because that's what they always do. That's what they're always. I would. I did it for the Switch. We have a superstore here, uh, a Walmart competitor here, uh, called Meyer in the Midwest. I believe they're Michigan based, but they're very much like Walmart. Uh, big superstore. They've got groceries. They've got clothing. They have electronics, books, everything you can think of under the sun in this department store. It's basically a big old Walmart competitor superstore. Uh, I waited in line. I was third in line at uh, my Meyer to get a Nintendo Switch. And they had 12. They had 12 Switches, and I got the third one. And they only had two limited edition copies of uh, Breath of the Wild and I and 
first two guys bought it. So I didn't get a limited edition Breath of the Wild. I do have Breath of the, uh, Tears of the Kingdom limited edition, which is funny because I don't like both games. But uh, I did. I didn't know that at the time. I really wanted to, to get the uh, Tears of the Kingdom, or the Breath of the Wild limited edition, and I couldn't get it. But uh, I waited in line. I waited in line for a couple of hours, several hours actually, to and I stood around a store waiting for them to release it at midnight. And I hope uh, they do it again. I hope they do it just like that again because that was the perfect way to do it. As opposed to PlayStation and Xbox who released their console in, in November, which again, for business purposes, makes complete sense. You, uh, you're going to sell a whole lot of stuff in November. But let's be honest, uh, Sony and Microsoft, your initial stock is going to sell out whenever you release it. That's all there is to it because you're going to have early adopters. You have your diehard fans. You ha I know people that would rather uh, slit their own wrists than to play a PlayStation product over Xbox. And I know a lot of PlayStation people who are very much the same way about Xbox. They are going to show up. Release your console so they can, they can purchase it. And then you can build up more stock for your normies, for your people who are going to buy the console at Christmas time as gifts in November. Nintendo did it right last time. I hope they do it right this time. I really, really do. I really hope that's what they plan on doing. I hope that's how they follow it up, is that we, we see it announced in the next, let's just say, month, month and a half. Because you know they've already got stock, right? I mean, they've, they, 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 they've been working on it. We know that they've shown it off to, uh, to um, publishers and developers. We, we know it's coming. We don't know personally what it can do yet, but we know it's coming. And uh, I, I really hope that uh, uh, they just go along with what they have, what they did prior, and that is get your normies out of the way, release it uh, to us, to the, to the diehards, so we can buy it when, uh, when it comes out. And, and, and at Christmas time, we're buying games for it, and then all the normies are fighting each other for uh, the stock that's out there. And there's not going to be as much poaching and as much... Um, craziness and as much uh, uh what's the word i'm looking for the people who buy it and sell it online for uh, a huge profit at the time those 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 idiots who i have no sympathy for whatsoever but you'll, there'll be a lot less of that if there's fewer people fighting for the consoles that are out there at that point in time so i really hope nintendo does that please nintendo if you're listening release your product in march or april i'll even take may or june release it so we can get our the diehards can buy it and then in november you can have a whole new stock and you can just release that at christmas time and have it have it uh, in stores for people to buy all right so that's going to do it for our podcast today guys i definitely uh hope you enjoyed it uh, congratulations to hogwarts legacy for winning my game of the year 2023 so that's my second annual game of the year my first annual game of the year was ninja turtle shredder's revenge second is going to be Hogwarts Legacy. So thank you so much for listening to me today. I really hope you enjoyed it. I'll be back uh, this weekend for certain streaming, just like as usual. Follow my Twitter account and you'll see when I'm streaming. I will announce it when I'm on. And then uh, from there, we I'll have another podcast on Monday. Don't know what we're going to talk about yet, but uh, we'll, we'll get there. Happy New Year to you and your family and your loved ones. As I said at the top of the show, please take care of yourself. Please take care of your loved ones. Take away their car keys if they had a little too much to drink. They, the police call uh, New Year's Eve amateur hour for a reason. And that's because there's a lot of first-time drinking and drivers out there. And, and it does not take a lot to inebriate you. Take it from somebody who uh, partakes in bourbon from time to time. 
at least once a week during stream. Uh, dead serious. Uh, make sure that uh, you are taking care of yourself, making sure that you, if you are drinking, you have a ride, you have a designated driver, a DD, uh, make sure and, and listen to people. If you look like you can't make it, listen to them. This world is a great place, guys. It really is. I wake up every day uh, happy to be alive. Uh, now I know, like I said, I've had some mental health issues over the last year, and I have. But the truth of the matter is, is that this world's a wonderful place, and it's even better because you're part of it. So please do us all a favor and uh, take care of yourself, take care of your loved ones. Uh, do not do anything uh, bananas. Please don't do anything bananas. Just uh, if you drink, don't drive. If you uh, are are driving, don't drink. <laughs> That's all there is to it, guys. So happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to your family. And uh, of course, if you're thinking about me, uh, wish me a happy birthday because it's my my birthday today too. So thank you so much for listening. I do appreciate you being here, and I'll talk to you soon. Take care.